I'm reading from the Second Corinthians passage and what you hear going on in the background is an example of change ringing which is a part of the message for the day so let it go in the background as I read so we are always confident even though we know that while we are at home in the body we are away from the Lord for we walk by faith and not by sight Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. The word of God for the people of God. Be to God. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Two images illustrating what I believe Paul had in mind when he spoke these words came to me this week as I prepared for this morning's message. And as a result, even the title of the sermon has been moving around and what you see before you, a heritage of confidence, is not inappropriate for my message today. But late in the week, I decided that a better message title would be Change Ringing. The first of those images came during the annual UMW picnic hosted by Lucille Ogden at her home on Tuesday. During that event, Alice Giese offered a meditative reading on the inevitability of change. She read a poem. The poem is by Lee Thume. Here is that poem. Changes keep on happening to you as you live each day. There is no way to avoid them. Changes simply come your way. Ah, and how you'd like to interrupt them. Make the good ones stay. But they keep changing, ever changing. But changes are the essence of the varied life you lead. They form the only element of life that's guaranteed. And they keep you on your toes, alert from boredom, ever freed. Each of those changes, all the changes. But why try to resist? Well, you might better fall in step, seek to move with grace and poise throughout the dance. You'll need to keep your balance, shift your weight, perhaps learn a new step, perhaps to lead or follow, maybe take some chances. But most of all, remember, it's the harmony that counts 
as in playing jazz. The changes are the thing, for you can improvise or harmonize, do anything you want, if you stay within the changes as you sing. If you just stay within the changes as you sing. Improvise or harmonize. Life may be thought of as a dance in which we move with grace and poise. Well, I would have to say maybe sometimes more than others. But the poem put me to thinking about another of the ways in which music gives expression to this truth about life, that truth about how it is that we manage to live in an ever-changing circumstance. It's called change ringing, and that's what you heard as the scripture was read. Change ringing is the art of ringing a set of handbells or tower bells in a series of mathematical patterns or changes rather than using them to play conventional melodies and harmonies as you have come to expect and as we were so deeply blessed by when our handbell choir rang for us earlier in the service. Change ringing is therefore the art of using change as the foundation for beautiful music. It turns the chaotic into the beautiful. And it seemed to me a fitting illustration of the point that Paul was trying to make to the Corinthians. So we are always confident, he says. Even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, the second illustration came while I watched the movie, which I highly recommend to you, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, currently playing in theaters. This beautiful movie follows a group of retirees who decide to outsource their future, take advantage of the cheaper prices in India. They outsource their future by taking up residence in what they thought would be a beautifully restored marigold hotel in India. But what they discover once they arrive is that the reality of the Marigold Hotel does not live up to the promise. The physical condition of the hotel, it's a shambles. And the physical condition of the hotel is in fact a metaphor for the real lives of the characters in the story. In truth, each one of them has discovered that their lives have fallen short of the promise that they once embraced. In some way, each of them, each character in this story is running away from the disruptions of their lives, trying to find their way in the midst of various unwelcomed new realities. One of the characters, played by Judy Dench, is a woman who recently was widowed. 
only to discover that her husband had been hiding massive personal debts that now required that she sell their home in order to pay them off. And the nest egg that she thought she had for her retirement was gone. There's another couple in the movie, a couple covering up the fact that their long marriage is in reality loveless and shallow. Each of the characters in this group is in some way trying to adjust to loss and disappointment. And the hotel is just a physical manifestation of their emotional and spiritual struggle. Well, it occurs to me that Paul's words to the Corinthians were a fitting message to all of such challenged spirits, you and me, as well as those characters in that movie. And at one time in this movie, something really brought me up short. At one time, the manager of the hotel, trying to calm one of the disappointed guests, says this, In India, we have a saying, he says. Everything will be all right in the end. So, if things are not all right, it is not yet the end. <laughs> Those two experiences together put me to thinking about the nature of the Christian life and what it is that I hope we will each find in it. Is it, do you think, God's desire that in this life we will all conform to a particular set of beliefs and doctrines? Is that what you believe God has in store for us? Is it God's desire that we all embrace a theological certainty that has each and every one of us giving the same answers to questions about life and faith? Is that what God has in store for us? Or might it be that God's desire, might it be God's desire that we embrace God's grace and forgiveness so completely in this life that we are moved to live with an unshakable confidence that sustains us through whatever life may throw at us? Perhaps what Jesus modeled for us and what Paul tried with eloquence to explain to us is a life that trusts in God and moves with grace and poise through the dance of change that is the reality of life. Perhaps we are all change ringers making music out of the chaos we encounter, improvising or harmonizing. And I would add one other musical category, offering counterpoint, all within the tapestry of change that is the reality of life. I do not have an easy answer for these questions. What we believe does matter. 
All ideas are not of God. And it is important, an important part of our discipleship, that we discern what is and what is not of God. But faith, defined as giving assent to certain theological propositions without ever questioning them, seems to go against a God that is ultimately beyond our beyond knowing and is essentially mystery. I prefer to think of life, of faith rather, I prefer to think of faith as a life lived with a radical trust in God, a life that Paul seems to embrace in today's scripture when he says, so we are always confident even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, change is upon us right now. And I've been reminding people repeatedly throughout this past week that this congregation has successfully seen its way through many pastoral transitions. And I am just one of a whole line of pastors who have been blessed by their assignment to this church. And I tell you, remind you, you don't need reminding, but stating it one more time, that change has been the reality of my life for the past three years. Nothing in my life at the present moment is as I thought it would be three years ago. So, watching the best exotic Marigold Hotel, I practically jumped out of my seat when the manager of the hotel says, we have a saying in India, everything will be all right in the end. And if, it, if things are not all right, it is not yet the end. Paul said it differently. Nevertheless, it is the same message. So, we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Confidence always supersedes certainty. Our understanding of faith must leave room for God to do a new thing in the world and in our individual lives. Confidence is a word that appears hundreds of times in Scripture. Hundreds of times. Certainty is a word that appears hardly at all. The world of the disciples as the world of the disciples was as uncertain as it could possibly be. In the face of that, Jesus demonstrated a life of faith, the hallmark of which was a radical trust in God and the promise that no matter what might happen or what changes and perils the world might throw at us, nothing could separate us from the love of God. 
Grace abounds. Forgiveness is ours to receive and to offer. Healing is always possible, even when cures are not. And no matter how powerful evil may appear, we can live in the light of the risen Lamb. We are change ringers. Turning chaos into music. Moving with grace and poise through the changes of life. We improvise, we harmonize, we offer counterpoint, and we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Everything will be all right in the end. So if it is not all right, it is not yet the end. Thanks be to God.